it might be the last game of the preseason. Phoenix Suns going to Palm Desert, California to take on the Los Angeles Lakers. And yeah, it doesn't count, but there are things you can take away from games like tonight. 123 to 100 victory for the Phoenix Suns. No Devin Booker, no Bradley Beal, but Matthew, a team that is not deep at all, according to the national pundits, <laughs> proved once again that they are deep. Super deep. It hurts. It's too deep, dude. <laughs> There's so many questions about who's going to be cut, right? The final cut-ish was cut today. We'll talk about it, I'm sure. But sure, the way this bench played tonight, even Bobo at times, it looked good. It was phenomenal, man. I The way they just crushed the Lakers bench. Um, there's a lot of that. There's a defense. Suns don't have defense, and they don't have depth. They're just top-heavy. Yep. That's fine, dude. We know what this team is, and tonight they showed it. Besides Nurk. Definitely a lot of things that we want to talk about. Yeah, Nurk, we will definitely talk about him. But there's yeah. there's a lot of things I want to talk about, especially when it comes to depth, especially as it pertains to the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, again, I'm, I'm not sure. What the f- Jeez, Jesus. that was loud. Some guy, some <laughs> guy working on working on oh. his fucking. Is somebody stealing mufflers out there? Was smoking in my fucking apartment, dude. Jesus, that was dude. loud. My God. Uh, but again, I think that how this team operates compared to the Lakers, albeit preseason, is somewhat telling. And we're not going to know everything until it truly matters starting next week. But there's a lot to take away and a lot of good vibes that I'm taking away from this game. So welcome to everybody who is joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. We see you in the chat. We appreciate you in the chat. We thank you for taking a little time out of your day to hang out with the Suns Jam Session podcast. Sorry we're running a little bit late. I'm covering the game for Brightside tonight, so I had to get my recap in there. Make sure you head over to brightsideofthesun.com to read my recap. Always a good pun or two in there. Uh, and make sure you follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew on Twitter at Matthew Lissy. And you can follow the pod, of course, at Suns Jam. Uh, if you want to leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it right here on the pod. And guess what, Matthew? We have some new reviews to read. I knew it. How many? Three? All right. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. Uh, I've got from Brosif Sauce. Used to hate the Suns <laughs> till these guys. Is the name of his review five star? Oh, he only gave us four stars. Should I still read it? Wait, what? Only four stars. Brosive sauce. Is this like one of those Michelin star things? Isn't there only like four stars in Michelin or something like that? I think so. You can only have be like a four star <laughs> restaurant. That's so maybe he thought, he thought we were a four star Michelin. Go but back he to says, it again. Terrible. Says, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Take a laugh. Says, used to hate the Suns till these guys brought me back into the fold. My love for not only my sons, but my love for the game was checked to the side as I watched a uh, watched a back up takeout of two of our starters with one shove. I know what you're talking about there. Never again. And yet the love of the game still feel uh, still lives on. Uh, you got Brandon Iso, Braden Iso, Braden Iso. Yep. Says uh, rat and watch been listening to for three years now. Best sons podcast around. Can't wait for this year, boys. Keep it up. Keep up the great work. Y'all should do some game companions this year. Yeah, we will definitely this year do uh, Jamsters React where we do the call-in shows. It's something that we did this offseason yeah. was very popular. So it's definitely something to to stay tuned 
throughout the season. So make sure you subscribe, rate, review, hit those little bell notifications that let you know when we go live. And especially when we're going to do those Jamster shows, it's, it's, th those are really fun. We also have uh, a five star from Jay Pelton Vegas. He says, get better disguises. Just kidding. Five star yeah. par. <laughs> five star pod. <laughs> I love, that. I, love, I love that you know what's fun is these five-star reviews i didn't even know these people you know what i'm not even gonna talk because the all these is, sirens and the fuck is going on in matthew's place he's got i can't even hear drag racing. Talk. what's going on Jeez. the whole world's coming down behind me oh just look out the window behind you there's probably like <laughs> that carl's jr is probably on fire or something and probably the carl's jr by my house went up in flames and it was a sad I'm sad sure moment did. so <laughs> uh dhh scout uh for the pod five star rating now please just let my wife and children go seriously though probably the best blend of actual basketball talk with some humor honestly i just like knowing that after every game i can depend on you and your pod to confirm my own analysis keep up the consistent work boys appreciate that thank that's, you that's, that's all that's that means very, a lot that's very nice so again pop over to to the twitter make sure uh you subscribe, rate, and review there. But again, if you're on that, those Apple podcasts, you know that's something that uh, it, it lets other people know where to find the best post game and the original post game pod on Planet Orange. And uh, I do have one uh, from I can't even I can't even read. It's 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 from Morty from Norway, and he says this OG podcast has been the best listen for all of us diehard psychos out there. Myself a excuse me, a fan from Oslo, Norway, since 92, 93 season, baby. Keep it smooth and real. Use bronze silk appeal. Bronze silk. It, it's a Norway word. So, yeah. There you go. Five-star reviews, baby. <laughs> okay. And last but not least, before we pop open some beers and start talking about this game, shout out to Biscuits and the Bear in the chat. Wow. $20 super chat. It says, well, I can't tip the win... Uh, loss difference exactly so each game the suns win i will tip the win loss difference or as close as i can with the options you offer starting with this game biscuits and the bear let's go for 82 and 0 suns i want a lot of tips yeah we, we need to buy matthew some jerseys man <laughs> oh yeah look at look at john look what's going on behind him look what's going on behind me i got for my See birthday, I got the picture frame is. I got the I got the KD jersey. <laughs> I got the, the I got wall. The, I got the Booker. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we hey, we truly, truly, truly appreciate everyone yes, hanging out in the absolutely. chat. Uh, plenty to talk about on this podcast, and not just about this game. You know, Ish Wainwright was cut. I want to talk about that. You and I mm -hmm. are avid Bill Simmons podcast yeah. listeners. I want yeah. to talk a little bit about some of his comments about the Phoenix Suns, just because. Uh, this is the only time we really, really need to talk. Uh, equipment manager, fallen founder, is asking if Lissy still needs a Cam Johnson jersey. He does. I'd take one. He <laughs> absolutely one. does. He's still my favorite Suns player. I mention it anytime I talk to anybody. I'd be like, Cam Johnson, you never seen the Suns play. You go see him play. You're like, who's the best player out there? It's Cameron Johnson. So Because he's still on the team. You're like, no, but he's still the best player. No, but he's still fucking great. Listen, Jamsters, pop him if you got him. Let's talk about a, a, a victory over the Lakers. Even though it doesn't count, it still feels good.
It is a 123 to 100 victory for the Phoenix Suns over those pesky, not as sexy purple jerseys that the Los Angeles Lakers wear, which of course brings me to my first question that has nothing to do with the game. Oi, Matty, mate, I've got to ask. Matty, Ish Wainwright, did you know he played football? <laughs> no, where, where did he play football at? Uh, Baylor University. Baylor. Was it Baylor? Okay. Baylor Bears. You know Baylor that. Bears. Yeah, that's the one thing with him being gone. I'm actually happy we don't have to talk about that anymore. But he'd probably be back. But anyways, continue, John. Uh, as those who might not know, uh, Ish Wainwright was cut today. We knew that two cuts were coming, right? The yes. team came into the preseason with 17 players plus two two-way players. They have to leave with 15. You can have up to three two-way players. So Ish Wainwright. Ish going down. Ish. I'm yelling Wainwright. You better move. You better dunk. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while since we've played that. I love that we, played, one. we played like two times last year because uh, there weren't very many Ish Wainwright highlights. Thus, part of the reason why he was cut today. Somebody who's been injured throughout the entire preseason and training camp and has yet to play one minute of preseason basketball. The Suns did unfortunately cut him. It's one of those business decisions that ultimately uh, he's on a non-guaranteed contract. And while it sucks, this this was the right move, right, Matthew? Yeah, it was. Everyone expected it, right? And he had the foot injury, so him being in a cast didn't look too good. He did not have any option to really get out there on the court, which sucks for him, but we kind of knew it was going to happen. Even towards the end of last year, we kind of felt like he wasn't really going to impact this team positively going forward. The whole reset, all these new faces, we're excited about them. He kind of fell behind that. So now it's like you got to let go of a guy that definitely the fan base loves, right? A fan Mm -hmm. favorite for sure, really close to the community. But it looks like he's going to be back on a two-way deal. That's what it looks like. He's at the Diamondbacks game today, yes. sent out a few tweets. Then everyone after Ish is let go, everyone circles back, be like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. There's a third spot for the two-way contract. So for me, I just feel like he's going to be back on the two-way contract, right? I do as well. It's interesting that the Phoenix Suns tweeted out, thank you, Ish Wainwright, for everything that you've done, and then deleted the tweet. Oh, I didn't see that. And then Frank Vogel in the pregame presser prior to the game against the Los Angeles Lakers stated, we're hoping to bring him back. So all arrows are pointing to Ish Wainwright coming back on a two-way, which is something that he has been on for the last two seasons. The last two seasons, he was on two-way contracts, ultimately got guaranteed at the back end of the season when the requirements uh, to stay on the team were expired. So I bet that Ish Wainwright's going to be back. And it's going to be something yep. we're going to talk about at the back end of the podcast relative to who do we think that second person being cut will be, seen as the next time we record will be Sunday afternoon for the annual Jammy Awards. Our preseason jammies will be coming to you live 4.30 p.m. Arizona time. And by then, the second roster cut most likely would have happened. So we're going to make our predictions at the back end of the podcast. But talking about this game, playing the Los Angeles Lakers, obviously – The news comes out. There's going to be no Devin Booker. There's going to be no Bradley Beal. But there was, as per usual, uh, there there was going to be one of the big three. That's what we've seen throughout this entire preseason. Tonight, it just so happened to be one Kevin Durant. Who the heck are you? I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Y'all know who I am. Did anybody see 
anybody see a sniper? Did anybody see anything? I'm one of the best players to ever play a game. Yeah, Kevin fucking Durant is out there tonight. Uh, kind of a rough start for him in this game. Came out in that first quarter. Wasn't shooting necessarily well. One for seven isn't what I would call necessarily well. But neither was the entire team. The entire team in this game starts out one of 15 from the floor. They end the first quarter seven of 10. Ultimately take a 24 to 20 lead into the second quarter where Kevin Durant plays his final minutes. He played eight and a half minutes in that second quarter. Go seven of seven from the field for 16 beautiful, beautiful points, Matthew. Yeah, uh, it's nice to see him and LeBron on the court together, which is weird, right? Since 2018 is the first time they actually played a game. Doesn't matter. But in the first half in this game, you can tell both teams it does matter. I feel like the whole preseason has been that way where all these guys are coming out to prove something, but it's the other team too. Like we were actually mm-hmm. looking forward to the Suns team out there working out the kinks and all that. And then you had the big three not always playing together. Mm-hmm. But you're going up against these teams like the Lakers or Anthony Davis comes out has like the six blocks or the five blocks right away. You can tell they're all really just ready to go. And when KD did start out so slow, one for seven, I was like, he just did this last year all the time. But he he got cooking. The best part is like his shots look so hard to shoot, right? He's falling away, awkward looking angles, but it's easy for him. Um, I just always am scared that he's going to fall on someone's foot. Always. I don't always. know. If you, I don't know if you watching like I do running up the court, but I am watching this guy at all times with those big, huge fucking feet, not stepping on anybody. I'm always just worried about that, but he's finding his way in this offense and he looks confident now. I feel like in his shot, um, I'm excited to see how he starts with these three where he falls in between them. You know what I mean? Like where he's going to fall. I, I guess him and Booker are like going to be number one, number two, and then be behind them. Mm-hmm. But I just think that KD at times in the season, like we saw 21 points in the first half, he's just going to go off, but it's going to be after these games where he starts out so slow, but he's going to keep forcing it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to always look so pretty, but he's going to keep us in games. He's going to have us take those monster leads because all of a sudden he gets hot like he did tonight. And it's just like, is he going to have the opportunity to have all those shots? I think so. Cause this game's going to move so fast, right? Just with these guys bringing the ball up, and just continue to just launch these shots, get open, move the ball around. KD's going to have his 20 attempts at least per game, and he'll be fine with that. He can still get his 30 points a game basically on 25 attempts, and I think it's going to be really easy for him to do that, even with the other two playing. Well, I think that's a good question is as we head into this regular season, what is your expected field goal attempts uh, total? You know, Last season playing with the Suns, he averaged 16 field goal attempts a night. His highest he's ever averaged was all the way back in 2013/14 with the Oklahoma City Thunder. That was 20.8 shot attempts per night. So and his lowest ever was the next or two seasons later with Golden State where he averaged 16 and a half. So he's going to fall anywhere between 16 and 20. Do you want him more on the side of 20 or more on the side of 16? No, 20. I think yeah. Um I think he'll get 20, and I don't think he's going to be too upset if it falls short every other game or so, no. right? You know what I mean? Like, Because I know he's not going to rest. They keep talking about this team like taking time off, like resting. They're not going to. But if he's on the court, kind of like Chris Paul last year, where he would be on the court but not really noticeable, not really using that energy, I think you'll see more of that this year from KD. See, I think it's actually good. You know, this is where I'll oppose you. I think it's going to go the other way. I think he's going to uh, attempt a lot less because of the talent that's around him. And I think 
because of the fact that this team needs some playmaking without, you know, traditional point guard, he will be a part of that. Uh, it's something that we're working on over at Bright Side of the Sun for a Saturday morning publication is all the Bright Side writers are putting together our predictions so we can get it all out there and have them officially out there so we can look back on them at the end of the season. And he's my pick for the most assists per game on this team because I honestly think that given his – uh, the gravity that he's going to pull. He is the deadliest shooter out there. I would say that Devin Booker at this current time is probably the most skilled shot maker, but the deadliest shooter out there is easy money sniper. And because of that, he's going to see extra gravity roll his way when he has the ball. So he's going to find the Bradley Beals and the Devin Bookers and the Eric Gordons and the Utah Watanabes and everybody around him. And they're going to score because of their high efficiency as well. It's going to equate to more assist to him. And he's going to see, hey, I don't have to shoulder the load as much. I don't have to take these awkward you know, stepping off my foot, trying to make a bank shot, uh, fading away while I'm falling to the ground kind of shots because he has the support around there uh, and around him. You know, again, tonight, unbelievably efficient. Ultimately, you know, 17 total minutes or 17 total. Yeah, 17 total minutes played, 21 total points by Easy Money Sniper, 8 of 14 from the field, including 2 of 3 from beyond the arc. He added 4 rebounds. He added 2 assists, and he just looked hyper-efficient as per usual, and that's what Kevin Durant does. Yeah, I think that he's going to still continue to be. The one thing is, like, I just think these players, once they're here, I mean, 17 years, they're just who they are. You know what I mean? Like, I would like for him to take a, a seat, step back a little bit, but I just think that he's going to be the guy that's going to really force the issue a lot of times. And we're always going to say, like, hey, just be careful, pass it out, let someone else yeah. take over. But I just think that he's going to continue to be this way. And I mean, you can't complain, right? I just, well, yeah, it's, it's Kevin Durant. Uh, you know who he is. And again, I'm, I'm with you when I, when I'm watching him play, I'm always watching the feet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm watching to Can make sure that he's him? not rolling an ankle or, or stepping on somebody, <laughs> you know, and, uh, it, part of that is because of obviously the history that he has, but the other side of that is, I mean, those KD 16s are absolutely beautiful shoes. Uh, he was wearing the the all pink ones tonight. His last game, he was wearing the Ant Pearl version of them. And there was another guy. I don't know if you know this. There was another guy who was wearing KD 16s out there. Did you know who it was tonight? Yeah, Kogi. No. Nurkic watch. No, he wasn't. Was Yusuf Ward Nurkic was rocking KD 16s out there tonight. <laughs> awesome. I was like, I was like, Hell whoa. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of Nurkic, watch, taking a look at him tonight, one of 11 from the field, Matthew, 20 minutes played. He had eight rebounds. He had two turnovers. He had five personal fouls, three total points. Welcome to the other side of Nurkic. Now, obviously, going against somebody <laughs> like Anthony Davis is a task for anybody. And I wrote the preview for this game for Brightside, and it was the number one thing I said, you know, what to watch for is one of the headings. I'm like, AD and Nurkic, because AD is going to abuse the fuck out of him tonight. And that's exactly what he did, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. And, um, you know, Suns lost the trade. Is that what you guys want to hear? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> they they absolutely. They, Last they game it was Suns win tonight. the trade, and yeah. now this is Suns <laughs> exactly. lost the That's trade. how we're going to do it all season long. Oh, yeah. That's why it's Nurkic watch, man. We're going to be on his ass all season long. But tonight, I mean, Anthony Davis, can we all agree when healthy? And I hate saying that for all these players because they're all getting so fucking old. They're always getting hurt. And it sucks because Anthony Davis, love him or hate him, he's one of the best players in the league when he's healthy. So I don't care who you have at center for the Suns. This It's not going to be this bad. 
but you can't guard him, obviously, and he's going to get his blocks. The thing I liked about Nurk, though, is that he kept going at him. He definitely looked like flustered as hell all all beginning of the game coming into the third quarter and i was seeing i'm like i remember lebron was taking the ball towards the hoop to start the second half and i was like wouldn't it be just hilarious that lebron just dunks over nurk just to end the night because nurk just had the worst night tonight but i like how he kept going at him and his first points was the and one in the in the second half in the third quarter against anthony davis where davis blocked it and then nurk went right back up yeah got the and one and I just like, again. and I like the perseverance. I like him staying in there, starting to use his body. It's not always going to look good, but the thing is, is like, okay, well, the the headline, if anybody even watched this game, is like, everyone already knew Nurk can't guard Anthony Davis. He can't guard these guys that are more athletic, more lanky. That's fine. All right, it's fine for right now. It's fine. He might figure it out to make it a little bit better, but the Suns still have fucking big three. The, the Bradley Beal, Booker, and Kevin Durant that will just be running up and down the court, running guys like Anthony Davis and LeBron off the floor. I just can see that. So the fact that we don't have a center that can guard these guys, it's going to be okay. I'm just, I'm just saying I think he can get a little bit better and him playing through this and just manning up and being like, I got owned tonight. I think it's only going to help him in the long run. I hope you're right. I really do. Uh, I just <laughs> as I'm saying you know, all that, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I there, there's obviously aspects of his game that are going to be highly beneficial for this team. We've talked about him before. His playmaking ability, his ability to defensive rebound, uh, the role that he's going to be asked to fill is something that he's going to again do well in. He's going to be the fit that we need. It didn't fit tonight. That's for goddamn sure. Uh, but overall, the Lakers, I think, aren't as as great as other teams or other other national pundits and people around the league perceive them to be. And that's just, again, that's a personal thing. Um, but I honestly think that <laughs> just just get ready for the roller coaster ride, Jamsters. Like this is the highs and the lows, and this is what a lot of people worried about is his lumbering. You know, uh, who's I talking to the other day? Um, oh, I think I was writing something for the preview on Brightside where. If I was to tell you what our glaring weakness is as, as is as a team, I would say Nurkic in the playoffs because he can be played off the court at any time. I I honestly believe that you can attack him if you have athletic bigs. You can isolate him. You can run high pick and roll actions and pull him out away from the basket. And then you have quick guards and he's trying to guard them. And he just he gets played off the court. And that's one thing that DeAndre Ayton didn't do is despite his. The, the issues we might have had or or the perception of his game, he couldn't get played off the court due to his defensive acumen and abilities, whereas Nurkic is going to happen. I mean, he got blocked like over and over and over, and you're right. I mean, yeah, I guess there's something to be said with the tenacity and his willingness to go up and just get stuffed again and again. Uh, <laughs> good for him. Damn, that's a resilient motherfucker there. Like, man, I just love getting blocked over and over again, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen in some games. There's a lot of centers in this league who he matches up well against. I do believe that when you look at the Jonas Valanciunas is uh, Jokic to a certain extent, due just to the fact that he's not going to overpower you with his, his uh, physical abilities and his athleticism. Um, Steven Adams. And I feel like uh, uh, I'm missing one more. Uh, Vucevic is another guy. Like those are guys he will match up well against, but you're going to have some of the, the more athletic bigs like the Anthony Davises in the league that he's just going to have a hard time with. And you just have to, as you noticed or, or, or observed, 
everybody else around him is just going to have to play that much better because of it. And that's just, that's who the Suns are this season. That's what we have to, I'm glad this, I'm glad this happened. As you said, like it could be a good thing. I'm glad it happened because it, it's a reality check to a lot of people because a lot of us are walking around and be like, I don't see a fucking weakness. I just, I don't. And, and as Saltiest Gaming says in the chat, the center position is a weakness from the front end of it, right? The back end of it, uh, Drew Drew Eubanks is pretty good, man. I think he's earned a drop from us, don't you? I haven't made it yet, Jamps. Don't, don't get excited. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we got to put something together. What are your thoughts on Drew Eubanks tonight, man? Do you mean? Right. And, and is there anything else about Nurkic you want to talk? Oh, just really quick about Nurkic before I get into Eubanks. Um, just to go off of what you were saying, I just think the pick and roll, no one can guard that shit. I know it looks bad with, with Nurkic. I'm not making excuses saying like, hey, like, leave him alone. No, I'm not. He sucks tonight. It was terrible. But the one thing in NBA and basketball is no one can guard the fucking pick and roll ever in the playoffs. I feel like and you can't guard guys like Anthony Davis when they're healthy. So it's going to look terrible right now for um, Nurkic. But at least he looked good against Aiden. That's all that matters, I guess. Right. Yes. We won that. And that's all we need for the season. Um, but uh, yeah, big crank Eubanks tonight. Oh, yeah, there it is. Big crank Eubanks. Is. If you big follow crank us, Eubanks. you saw that earlier. With I the love that. Likes. That's a great nickname. Yeah. That yeah, we got to work that. That could be his drop. Big crank Eubanks. He he's brilliant. He was cutting. Our guys were cutting. He was finding everybody. My favorite thing about Eubanks. When I was first watching tonight, I was like, okay, he kind of has he's kind of hesitant a little bit around the rim. Like he's aggressive. He'll he'll be a little bit more athletic, of course, than uh Nurkic and stuff, but he's he's more hesitant when he gets the ball down there in the paint at some times. But then I'm like, okay, is he just waiting for someone to cut? Obviously, I feel like he is just always waiting for the guy to cut because we got wings out there that love to cut. I mean, the the play with Akogi and then the the one I think a couple minutes later with Watanabe, those were just awesome and he gives these guys a little bit of time to make their move if not he might make a move and then get his little hook shot up there but he's a very simple basketball player where it comes to him just being in the paint and trying to make the right plays a little hesitant but dude this guy i even with that dunk tonight he was the cherry on the sunday for me he didn't look too good in the first half and then the second half he just playing against the second unit killed him splendid splendid review of, of what drew banks did because he was he was the clear winner tonight in my opinion and obviously we'll be yeah. talking jam star and he's getting the early votes for me he led the entire team with a plus 25 plus minus tonight he had seven points on three of four shooting he had nine rebounds he led the team in assists with six assists all the things that you stated was perfectly and eloquently stated about how his game performed the way that he was actively looking for cutters, the physicality in which he played with uh, not great athleticism, but athletic enough to deter shots and to be a trouble on the interior while still having the ability to uh, perform well in the mid range, you know, not a great perimeter defender, but somebody who definitely on off ball actions was engaged and was forcing the Los Angeles Lakers out of any comfortable spots and that's something that you need and we're going to need from this team because, again, Nurkic, I've stated it before, 3.6 fouls per game last season. He, he's, he's a foul machine. He had five tonight in a preseason game in which he only played 20 minutes. I mean, Nurk is a foul guy, and you have to have somebody who plays with a little bit more tact. Do you know how many fouls that Drew Eubanks had? 
Was it two? I didn't see it. Zero. Zip zero. zero. Stingy with De Niro. He had none. <laughs> so he's somebody who does have the ability to be a highly qualified backup center. Obviously, due to his offensive skill set, Nurkic is, is a much better overall player. But Eubanks is a fantastic backup to him. And it's something that we've seen throughout the preseason. This is not an aberration or something that all of a sudden happened. Like we'll talk about Nazir little here in a little bit. And like that, I, he, I felt like he had a good game. It's yeah. the first time he had a good game. Eubanks has been solid this entire run for the Phoenix suns. And again, this is something that, uh, as you mentioned, a cherry on top of the Sunday. And then of course he had that savage suck my crank Eubanks dunk over <laughs> Ruri Hachimura. That was just beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Hammer thrown down. And, I love seeing that kind of play. I love seeing that aggression. And it's nice to know that you have somebody like that behind him where last year we had like the combination of jock and busy. One was better offensively. One was better defensively. I feel like Eubanks is somebody who is a combination of both knows his role. Isn't trying to be a perimeter three point shooter offensively like jock Landell because he has the, the body and the archetype of somebody who can be a quality interior player. It's it's a great game for him tonight and a great sign of things to come for Phoenix, especially considering we saw the other side of that with our one and eleven performance from Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah, and uh with Eubanks finding KBD too on a cut, like that to me that was big. That was tonight. big, yeah. Because KBD is the one needs, that's lost. He needs and one. He I needs feel like one. him finding him on that one was just kind of nice. It's like, here you go, man. Here's a solid. Maybe this will help you. And then, yeah, KBD made it. I think it was like the next possession, next possession after that. We got another good looking shot. So kind of helped him a little bit. And not too much. I mean, there was nothing really there, but just a little bit to maybe get his mojo up a little bit. Yeah, just get him some confidence. We need that going in. It's definitely something that we'll monitor throughout the regular season is how KBD is adjusting to being a part of this team. Somebody who we thought preseason would be a fifth starter is just having a hard time finding his place. Uh, ultimately ended with, what, five points in 14 minutes tonight, three steals for for uh, KBD. I, I Again, I think what was probably the most highly impressive aspect of this game is the Phoenix Suns' depth, you know, a team that, quote-unquote, lacks depth, outscored the Lakers' second-team second unit 75-38. to 38. In the second half, they outscored him 69 to, I think it was 42 or something. I mean, it was just, they just completely outplayed him in all aspects of the game. And it, it comes with players like Drew Eubanks. It comes with players um, like Yuta the Shooter, who I think had an, a, a great game as well. Utah the Shooter! Yuta played 16 minutes. He was four of eight from the field, two of four from beyond the arc. He had three rebounds, 12 points, and assist, was cutting, was doing a lot of those little intangible things that when you watch his highlights from last year, it's just him stroking three balls. He's doing a lot more than that so far for the Suns, man. Yeah, his IQ is just enormous, I feel like, out there on the court. He helps everybody else around him. He plays well with KD, KBD, which I think he hit him on a three. Um, mm -hmm. and then he plays really good with Metu. Like he, all the fours we have, like he just meshes really well. He does so much so quick in like these little instances where he's moving around just crazy. And for maybe a second, you might think that he's losing himself. It's like, all right, slow down, but he never does. He contains himself 
within that like manic episode he's going through on the court. It's just he's he's quick, dude. Um, he always makes the right play. It's not always a shot either. It's it's the cutting, like he said, but also just setting up his teammates. But he just knows what to do when he's out there all the time. He rarely makes any mistakes. Mm-hmm. You can totally trust him. And all of a sudden, like he's just in there making a play. He's just everywhere that you don't expect him to be. You expect him to be maybe on the perimeter, like you said, but defensively, he's in there trying to grab the rebounds. He's trying to grab offensive rebounds. He's trying to make it so that his team is pushing the ball, getting the fast break going. He's just constantly on the go. This guy, he's insane. I know we're excited for him getting here. We all wanted him. But now that he's here, I can just see it. And it's more than what I saw in Brooklyn. So I don't know if it's just him him being excited playing with Kevin Durant again, but this guy's just motivated out there. He's really ready to prove a point, but he's already has. I feel like you, you nailed it with the high basketball IQ. That's what he's bringing. And that's what a lot of these guys are bringing is that high basketball IQ. They understand spacing. They understand where to find their spots and they, they understand where to find their teammates spots as well. And that's going to continue to grow as this team meshes and plays more games together. But Yuta is uh, just another example of a quality pickup that not a lot of people are talking about, but again, 12 points, you know, I know that hat that, he played in a total of 16 minutes, but that's kind of that's kind of his zone. That's kind of yeah. where we're going to find him. It's not like he got 12 points and playing 25 minutes in a preseason game. He played 16 minutes against a second team unit primarily, but that's what he's going to be doing in the regular season. So yeah. these these are the signs you want to see. Another guy who's been stroking the shit out of the ball from the three-point line this preseason, Chimetsi Metu. Hey, I just Metu. And this is crazy. But here's my number. Four. So call me, maybe. Preseason, eight of 15 from beyond the arc. He can shoot. Eight of 15. That's that's not necessarily why you brought Chemetsi Metu from the Sacramento Kings to the Phoenix Suns. You take a look at what he's done in the past. He's a career 29.8% three-point shooter. He shot 23% last year, Matthew. 23 He's 30 the year before. He's not a great three-point shooter, but what he's found from that three-quarter you know, spot on the floor, just stroking. It's beautiful. It looks like a great shot. That's a huge bonus. If he can hit that shot consistently, the flexibility with, these, with this lack of depth that the Suns have is going to be unbelievably successful this season. Yeah, I... Even with him making the threes, I I didn't expect that. But to me, there's just something about him on the court. It's like the Cameron Johnson thing I said earlier where you see him on the court, you're like, who is this dude? To me, that's who he was as soon as the preseason started. No idea what to expect. I never watched a Kings game ever. All I know is his exit interview. He wants the opportunity, blah, 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 all that shit. Mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you came to the right team. Prove yourself. He's out there where he's just so chill. And I wrote about it at Brightside too where his game just fascinates me where it's just so easygoing. Just like it flows so fluid. well with everybody else. It's very fluid. I love this guy just being on the court. I don't care if he doesn't do much, but he'll have like the tips here or there. But it's just some calming demeanor that comes like with him when he comes on the court. I don't know what it is, but I love the guy's attitude. And I've loved him since preseason game one from the first time he we, stepped on the floor. I'm like, this guy might be, he's not going to be awesome, but he's just, you're he's pretty good. Liar. You're a liar. I'm a liar. You're a liar. You've loved him since media day. No, since he stepped on the court, Media Day, I had no idea. I loved him since Media Day. He oh, was one of my favorite interviews on Media Day. Oh, interviews, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I'm I was like, I like this basketball. player. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm, like, Media Day, I'm like, I are you like trying this to, player. Are you trying to get ahead of me with the Metsu thing? 
Is that what you're doing? No, I'm saying you oh. love him since media day, not me. And then you said no. Then I'm like, okay, then I am. All right, how about okay. that? I, I'm I like him since media right day. I don't know. Where are we? I'll tell you what. He's looking great. I think that we're gonna. He's gonna provide some serious depth and and minutes this season, and we're gonna be thankful for it. I haven't seen a lot of deficiencies. Uh, now, granted, when you're when the season progresses and you're in game 45 and you know, KD's been out for three games because he needs some rest. And, you know, we're getting more met two minutes and it's and he's not stroking that three. Yeah, we're going to be frustrated. But right now at the preseason, everything is awesome when you're part of a team. Nas finally had a game, man. I think we've all kind of been waiting for this one. 21 minutes played. He was five of seven from the field. He had 11 points. He had four rebounds. He had one assist. And it was nice to see the potential that's out there with this player. Because, again, rumor has it a lot of Suns brass are very intrigued by his athleticism. He's somebody who has the potential and the upside to be an impact player moving forward. It was nice to see it kind of come to fruition for him tonight. Yeah, he's easing his way inside of this this offense in different ways. Defensively, I'm not too sure yet, but offensively, I think he's like kind of moving and kind of grooving out there and more of a relaxed way. The first four preseason games when he got minutes, it just looked so panicked and stuff. And this one, it looked at ease. He was wide open for a three. It didn't look forced. It looked right. He, he nailed it, right? Mm-hmm. But he's a guy that I feel like if he's wide open, they're going to hit him for the three. If not... So far, it seems like he has to do everything by himself, kind of get his own stuff, which is fine because he seems like he is that type of player. As soon as he's more comfortable, more confident on the court, he'll get his own stuff. That's just how I see him right now, right? Unless there's something else I don't really see too much. It was a better game. I just think he has to work really hard to get what he wants on the court. Yeah, it's, you know, you talk about Metu and the fluidity in his game. Little's kind of the opposite of that. There's not a lot of fluidity. He's not being set up. He's not in the right spaces. He's not a great off-ball player, as I've mentioned before. So it's harder for him to get those looks. He has to generate those looks and put himself in position. Tonight's the first night where it felt like he was finding himself in more of those open passing lanes and getting to the spots that he needed to be in which his teammates could find him. And he was rewarded for those efforts. So I completely agree with you. I think that that's a great observation, and it's going to be, again, something that we're not going to see a ton of little minutes, I don't think, this year. But when the opportunity arises, he's going to have to have the ability to uh, adjust accordingly so he can be successful ultimately on the on the court and with this team. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, let's do some subreddit. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. out in los angeles tonight it was cool with the hollywood sign all those l's were gone because the suns or the dimebacks took them from the dodgers there was no w on the hollywood sign because the dodgers lost that too to the dimebacks congratulations on the dimebacks for winning a baseball game today but here's what i heard in the subreddit for the los angeles lakers and you got to remember this is a team then a franchise that you know they don't, they don't like us you know they start off with bitch ass booker dodging his father austin reeves austin reeves is a nerd did that clip, happen i missed like clip that season. clip that no i mean it's just the fact that Devin oh, booker didn't, okay. yeah, De- oh yeah Devin play. booker didn't play and he's dodging his father austin reeves Austin Reeves is a nerd. 
leave it at that. In all honesty, Katie still has that offensive firepower, but defensively, he's washed as fuck. Yeah, we'll see. I we'll think see. he's a good defender. Yeah, Suns would be ma- Suns would be lucky to make it past the second round. They lose to us, Nuggets, Warriors. Hell, I believe even the Kings would have a shot. All offense, no defense. Only looks good in the regular season. We defended the fuck out of you. No defense. Everyone continues to say that. I don't understand it. We got a bunch of gritty guys who have a defensive head coach who are going to continue to excel on the defensive end and be pushed consistently on that side of the ball. Yes. We'll see. They lost by 23. These rims, bro, if you brick, the whole world is going to hear it. <laughs> Those rims sounded <laughs> bad on this project. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I kind of <laughs> liked it just for one game. <laughs> yeah. if that Imagine that was your home arena, and every time it's like clank, clank. Did not like that. <laughs> oh, man. Did not like that. Uh, Suns in midseason crying form already, like their leader, Booker. Mm-hmm. Yet they have LeBron LaFlop James out yeah, there. Three consecutive, matter, right? three consecutive plays, like just – Takes a charge when it wasn't really a charge. I mean, it's just that's basketball, whatever. I don't. Um, it's it's too early in the season for me to start bitching about that. Can't reddish. That's a great nickname for Cam Reddish. Can't reddish. Is he on their team? Yeah, he is. <laughs> I didn't even notice him out there. Yeah, but... yeah. Uh, Cam Reddish was out there. He played a total of uh, twenty-two minutes. Didn't notice him at all. from the field. He was he was a team wor- or a second. No, he not team worse. Team worse was Christian Wood. Negative thirty-five. Yikes. <laughs> Can't, can't reddish was negative 28 in this game it's like good lord uh all right this lebron james fella might be good at basketball and somebody responded well maybe it's too early to tell with the small sample size so i'm giving you the opportunity here matthew you're the lebron fan out of us too tell me about what you saw from lebron and how great it's to, it is to see him play in a season in which is it technically it can buy booze now because it's 21 years old it's crazy when he hit the three early in the game i'm like ah wow look at that guy how old is he um he looks thin he looks nice he looks good on the court but the thing is with this lakers team they look good sometimes <laughs> then sometimes and most of the time they're just not there and a lot of drama so when they're healthy man lebron lebron and ad they're a top two duo they are if they're healthy still at the at are the they the set, top two duo is that your they're one of the top two duos of besides course Kevin are. Durant and Booker yeah well there's other top two duos out there but I, I don't know if they're the top two. I give them like maybe number five uh and the last comment this bench is utter trash and don't expect them to turn it around all of a sudden against Denver next week the Suns jam session subreddit stakeout And so that brings me to my observations on the Lakers. Everybody's on the Lakers nuts right now. Everybody thinks that Austin Reeves uh, is God's gift to basketball. They think that what they saw for a few games from Rory Hachimura in the playoffs last year are going to equate to continual success, even though he's a 30% three-point shooter. They're a team that got swept by the Denver Nuggets last season. Yeah, everybody thinks, I mean, Bill Simmons talks about how it's like the greatest sweep he's ever, every game was competitive, Ryan. Hey. Like, what's that? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, dude. I just said Bill Simmons is getting paid or something because he doesn't make any sense, but continue. Yeah, it's, I, I honestly think that the the Los Angeles Lakers, who a lot of people have pegged as like a top four team, a top two team in the Western Conference, 
is going to disappoint a lot of people. And one of the primary reasons, and I've said it over and over, is their depth. Now, granted, they, they were without two players tonight, Jared Vanderbilt and Gabe Vincent, both defensive dogs, both people who can come in off the bench. Vanderbilt can start, but people can come off the bench and provide some of that grit that this team needs on the from their second team unit. But a lot of their moves don't make sense to me, and perhaps that's how a lot of people are viewing the Phoenix Suns. They look at that roster and they're like, Grayson Allen, Eric Gordon, Utah, Watanab, Tabi. Like, there's just people who just don't get it. Uh, I don't get it when it comes to the Lakers. And tonight, they they still have their starting guys out there six minutes into the third quarter. LeBron was still out there. AD was still out there. The Suns outscored them 35-15 to in that quarter. I mean, again, it's preseason. It doesn't count. But you, you start to notice trends and things of that nature. And I feel like, again, the, the Lakers are highly overrated and it's part of the, it's the same issue that Boston's going to have. Boston's depth is really, really suspect. I feel like the Lakers depth is really, really suspect as I'm sure ours is too. Yeah, no, ours is not. Ours is okay. Great. We're fine. We've had five preseason games where we love all these guys, but the couple that we know that are probably going to be cut and just won't play this season. Who are you going to trust on this Lakers team, man? I mean, you have these guys, Russell, DeAngelo Russell. You gonna trust him? Would they're, they're gonna they're gonna trade Russell Kamara? for something? Yeah, you, that's my thing. They think Rury is gonna be this great player all of a sudden, dude. Rury's been average yeah. his entire career. He had like three good games uh, in the second round last year in route to the Western Conference Finals, and therefore, everyone, Rury leveled up. I'm like, what to like level two? Yeah, these guys show up in spurts, and like a lot of bench players do, where they look good. And then all of a sudden, they're just so bad for so long. Like Rui and Christian Wood, it's the same exact thing, man. They're, they're the, the same kind of guy. Christian Wood comes out, looks great for like a few seconds, not good. He just cannot play in the game. He can't stay in the game. Yeah. And then you also have freaking uh, Reddish, but then also Jackson Hayes. Okay, Hayes, he's like the ultimate guy that's like two minutes, three minutes. He looks like the best player on the court. Seven yeah. points. Then all of a sudden, he's gone. He's turned the ball over, then he's out of the game. Like that's just the way he is. You can't trust these guys. Like Got that I wouldn't look be on his face with any of these guys. Yeah. Do you know who? But do you they know look who good Pete, in spurts. Do you know who Pete Holmes is? I do. Yes. Jackson face uh, Ice Spice, right? I have no idea who he's dating. I don't know there. I just know he's a funny guy, and he does some great Batman impressions. He's got the big crank everyone talks about. So he's oh. dating all of them. <laughs> oh, so like Drew Eubanks? Yes. Just like you, uh, but anyways, that's what J- Jackson Hayes looks like. So again, <laughs> I just I'm I'm interested to see. I, I just I can't wait for the season to start, man. I can't wait for the season to start because there's so many questions that are going to be answered. There's so many things that are going to be wrong, and perhaps we're wrong in everything that we think. I, I don't believe so because that's how I always feel. But uh, I'll tell you one thing: we're not wrong about who we're giving out the jam star to. <laughs> Jam star of the game. All right, champs. Just a reminder: subscribe, rate, and review. Hit that thumbs up down below. Uh, we got to go with Drew the Crank Eubanks, right? Yeah, definitely. I was gonna give it to KD, maybe because of twenty-one points, but it's a preseason, and Eubanks took over in the second half. There you Ended go. It. Ended it. Put the fork in the Lake Show. Sent him back to LA. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get off my Palm Desert lawn. It's a retirement community. What are you doing with your basketball and everything? So, yeah, everyone in the chat agrees with you. Eggs gives it to Drew Eubanks. We got Eubanks 
from Suns Fever, Drew, Drew, Drew Good. from Nathaniel, uh, <laughs> Sir Hamo, hashtag Crankbanks. Uh, in the chat so He's got some good hashtags going on in there yeah yeah hammer's rocking the hashtags yeah thank uh, you but very well done there so next game obviously for the phoenix suns is gonna be against the golden state warriors it's the tip-off it's tuesday it's 7 p.m uh, i'm not gonna get into a preview or anything on this one just excited for the season to start it will be fun to see cp3 the point guard <laughs> And uh, the smoke break, Dario Saric out there. Um, but can't wait for the season, can you, Matthew? No, I can't wait. I can't wait to see Chris Paul. Um, there's some highlights where he looked pretty good with those guys on yeah. the screens and some passing and stuff like that. So good luck to him and that team. I was I was looking at something. I was looking at pace of play in the preseason just to see kind of how the Suns are playing. I checked out the Warriors. He was like leading the team in pace of play. I'm like, what the what was he? I was like, what the hell's going on here? So, again, I, I highly doubt that that's going to translate to the regular season. But we shall see. Tuesday, it's going down. Uh, I did want to I did want to talk a little bit about some of the comments from Bill Simmons. Uh, this is more for, you know, Jamsters, if you're listening, thank you. This is more of just a conversation between me, me and Matthew. Uh, you just have, be happen to be watching or listening to this at another time. But, you know, Matthew, obviously you and I, we listen to Bill Simmons religiously. How many years now? Like I've been listening to him for like six and you've been listening to me. I remember I was in the, I was like 24. I was in the DMV. And the first time I read his article, I'm like, this is different. Yeah. And I started listening to his pod then. So, and so obviously we know that uncle Bill makes a lot of bad takes, especially when it comes to the Phoenix suns. But I just want to get your point of view. Cause again, you and I, when, when we're not recording and we're just hanging out, we talk about the things that he says and, you know, kind of our observations on. So let me play the first clip. See how, how I do I this. I think defensively, I have real questions about this team. And if your answer is questions I have with this team, I do like if they're just going to play Duran at the five and, and, you know, in certain games where they need him and play Gordon as a starter. I think defensively, I have real questions about this team. And if your Fuck answer you, is, well, they're just going to outscore anybody. The defense doesn't matter. That's fine. But I really don't trust KD playing more than like 60 games. We just haven't seen it. If he did it, it would be the first time it happened, you know, since the late 2010s. And I really feel like they're going to need him to be a mid-50s win team. They're going to need his defense. Um, they're going to need rebounding from him. They're going to need his point forward stuff. And he's going to have a really big burden. I think him and Booker, there's no point guard on this team. Bradley Beal's not a cares? point guard. You already saw that house. He's fine. It's yeah, fine. but, but he they're, gonna, up. they're no. going to run the offense through Durant no. and Booker. That's but then right. on the other side, Durant, they're going to need Durant to get 10 rebounds a game. They're going to need Durant to be able to guard. Who's guarding like Jason Tatum on this team? Josh Okogie. I, I honestly don't understand. Who's guarding Luka on this team? Josh Okogie. Well, Booker's guarding Luka. Booker. Like, okay. Booker guts, you know. Everybody other than, you know, who's chasing Dort. Steph Curry around screens on this team? I guess you use Josh Okogie, but I, listen, there's it's your thing. You've been saying this forever. There's regular season teams. And then what are, what are you in the playoffs? And to me, this is a classic. I don't care about the regular season with this team. I don't think they care about it. They want to be where they are in the playoffs. And 53 is a lot of wins. Like you, that is it's a lot of wins. You need like eight, 10, 12 game winning streaks to get to 53. And they're competing against teams. Like, even a team like the Celtics, Tatum is durable as shit. He doesn't miss games. Ooh, a little Jaylen teaser. Brown, little teaser for the well, over. Those guys don't miss games. If you're going to say Porzingis is not, not durable, I'm with you. I think defensively I have real questions. 
why does he always have to fucking go back to the goddamn song? Who's guarding fucking Tatum? We play you twice, Bill. It about everybody. I know, but like, why we play you twice, Bill? Like, who gives a shit who's guarding fucking Tatum? And the answer is a Kogi. And I, am I wrong? And am I overrating a Kogi? No, I saw a comment today about a Kogi being the best Suns defender. That's a problem. No, did you see him tonight? That's not a problem. Tonight, dude, that one play he had with LeBron and Reeves where they were trying to get the pick and roll, he's like, I'm not leaving this till I have the ball. And he just took it from them. This guy's an amazing defender. I don't think people realize two things, that Josh Okogi is going to be on the second team, all defensive team. He will be this year. I agree. With the success of this team, yes. He absolutely will be. Second, this season does matter. I don't think they realize how good Book will be this year and how competitive this guy is. He's not going to sit out games. They're not going to take this for granted. He's going to go after 64 wins again. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. He's going to want to win every fucking game. So, yeah, I get the under and all that. That's fine. But this Suns team, they do care about the season. It's about gelling. They went through last year where it was just a complete shit show. They're not doing that again. They're going to be a really good dominant team during the regular season man and you're not overrating a kogi and people are still underrating how good booker is and he's gonna go out there he's gonna be a top four player this fucking year dude he's gonna be that amazing i feel like i put my money on him to win mvp for that exact reason this is a team that again they're over under 52 and a half i think they blow by that you know i think my final predictions were somewhere around 56 i think that's where i ended up and i could see them winning 60 games because of how hard they're going to be defend night in and night out. And his point about KD not playing, you know, only playing 60 games, that's fine. There's going to be injuries. It does happen. As long as they're not catastrophic, this team has the depth to absorb that. You can have Eric Gordon or Grayson Allen, who had a horrible night tonight, but you can have Grayson Allen out there. You can have these guys who can come in and still fill a role that's going to allow this team to be successful. Where night tonight, it's hard to defend. It's hard to, to figure out that spacing and to see it in real time. Yeah. And then a Kogi is the guy who Vogel's talked about it. He's our point of attack defender. We're putting him on their best player every time. So who's guarding uh, and running around screens to catch Steph Curry? It's fucking Josh Kogi every time, you know, and if he gets screened off of a guy, Booker and Beal are average defenders, but they're still great players. And, and they have that fight in them. And, and I think you hit it perfectly. They, they do give a shit about the regular season. They're not going to be coasting. Devin Booker's not built that way. Kevin Durant is not built that way. Bradley Beal's been dying for an opportunity to be in a situation like this, and he's the third best player on the team. Like, there's not enough credit given to that as well, I feel, on a national level. And again, I know we're homers. I know if you're watching this and you're a fan of another team or you're listening to this, you're a fan of another team, you're like, yeah, these guys are fucking crazy. Josh Akogi. Half the people can't say his Akogi. They can't say his his name right. That just – trust me, you will learn his name this year. You will learn Josh Akogi's name, and it's J-O. It's Josh Akogi, right? Yeah, dude. It, it's funny to listen to this because I don't know if people are just sick of the Suns trying to get these guys and trying to win a championship and trying to build their team in a way where you have the big three, even though it's not really a big three. It's just I get, like, the Nurkic thing. I do get that, obviously. But if you look at this team and you're saying that they're not better than the Celtics and they don't have a chance against the Nuggets, we'll see, man. I just – I don't – it just comes down to health. And of course, if we get hurt, we won't win anything. But this team is just built, like you said, different, dude. They're going to want to yes. win. And I love that you brought up the Bradley Beal thing because he has to prove, too, that he belongs. And that's yes. going to be every game. He's going to be building yes. on that. It's going to be scary. Yes. Uh, scary offensively. Uh, the other clip from the Bill Simmons podcast I wanted to play. Plus uh, 550 for the title. Intrigued at all? 
Yeah, I, like I like it. I like it. But I there's also this is like I've come to the conclusion I think the last two years like I'm probably as pro Booker as anybody. Yeah. Like I just go there's a there's a motherfucker in him. Yeah. That's beyond some of the other guys that I hear that are supposedly ranked higher than him in the NBA rank stuff that we see. And a lot of the NBA rank stuff is is very similar. And yeah, the the one is like I'd rather have Booker than Tatum. I'd rather have Booker than Shea Gilgis Alexander. And I think there have been some moments here in the playoffs when he is like, fuck this, I'm going for it, that I don't see in other guys that are considered better than him. Um, and look, I mean, reasonable people can disagree about it. So because of that part and hoping that Durant, like, hey, man, this might be your last real shot at this, to get that ring that it would mean a lot. Like, he can pretend it's not going to mean, but like a ring post-Golden State for him yeah, would mean a I lot. Think that's why he wanted to get traded to Phoenix. Yeah, but I'll I'll be honest. Like I, even though the raw numbers are there, and he and Booker like went crazy in two of those games, there's some stuff with the way Durant was playing, where it was like, dude, you're just getting yourself into these impossible shots, and like a few go in, yeah. but this yeah. isn't. I hope this isn't what you plan on doing here offensively the whole time, and I don't think Vogel will let that happen. Well, that was why I said last year at some point how I thought if you just flipped. If you gave them Beal for that series <laughs> against Denver, you just put him in the Landry Shamit spot for five, six games, or however long the series was, I still think Denver six beats games. them. I do. I, I don't think Beal would have swung it because they couldn't stop Denver. Beal wasn't, Beal wasn't changing that. So from a defensive standpoint, the team they have built, I still think Denver is going to be able to do whatever they want offensively against them. Maybe they won't see them in the playoffs. Who knows? But I just think this will be who like Jokic against this team. It's fucking annoying. Well, everybody though. wants to tell you, like, Nurkic gets up for it. It's like five years ago. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thoughts on that, Matthew? Yeah, <laughs> uh, just a couple things. So I think the whole Beal, yeah, replacing Shamit, you never know. I mean, they might still lose a series, but the reason the Suns really lost, Chris Paul did get hurt in that series, but also they didn't have any cohesion at all going in that series. They were just trying to do ISO the whole time, and it was mm -hmm. ugly. It was the ugliest series I've ever seen the Suns ever play. Mm -hmm. um, Nuggets, yeah, they're good, but that's what Bill does. They win the championship. He's like, yeah, Jokic is going to kill him. Yeah, Jokic is really fucking good. Yeah. But the fact that you say that, hey, if Bill's in there, they don't have a chance. Bill's going to be here this whole season. If we do meet the Nuggets in the playoffs, it'll be more of a challenge because they will have that that thing that they didn't have last year, which is, like I said, just a cohesion. Cohe yeah. And they just, they, I don't know. But what do you, what do you think, man? I completely agree with you. Well, the, 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 the challenge that Phoenix faced is they had no identity in the playoffs because they completely flipped so many vital pieces and they killed their chemistry in doing so. And we all knew it. We knew we were on borrowed time. We knew that yeah. we were playing against a team that possessed the organic chemistry that we once possessed, but no longer did because we got rid of the twins. We brought in a great score. He showed he was a great score through the playoffs, but again, you couple that with the fact that Monty Williams couldn't fucking figure out his rotations, uh, highest paid coach in the NBA, Monty Williams, mind you, uh, can't, couldn't fit out his rotations in the second round. And it was a recipe for disaster. But again, here we are on the other side and this team is going to grow and, and co and uh, like you said, they're going to be a cohesive unit come the, the playoffs and everything throughout the, the regular season. I'm just, I'm disappointed in Bill Simmons. I am too, and I like the take of OKC. Like he came around to them saying, "Like, hey, they might be a top five seed or top four seed," which is something I thought too. But the thing is, what he does is, if okay, if you were good last night, I'm gonna talk about how fucking great you are. You're bad. I'm gonna talk about how bad you are. I don't even yeah. know how he still believes in fucking uh, and Jason Tatum anymore. How does he <laughs> not? How does he believe in that guy where he is so up and down? He's so and how you would rank him above Booker, Booker, Booker. Booker. Like it just doesn't make sense to me, but. Well, and at the same time, 
at the same time, like Booker is such a such a versatile scorer. He can score in all three levels where like Tatum ISO 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 can't hit a mid-range shot. But anyways, I'm not I'm not gonna talk about Tatum. Fuck him. We see him twice a year. Uh last thing before we get out of here, Ozzy's Suns fan podcast asks this question. Says serious question for once. Any chance that we cut both Keon and Bowl and then look to sign a free agent before the season starts? So obviously the Suns are going to be at least cutting one more player. Ish Wainwright was cut today. In your opinion, Matthew, who gets cut? And do you think that, you know, per the Aussie Suns fans podcast question, is there any chance that we cut both Keon and Bowl and then look to sign a free agent before the season starts? What I want to do is I want to keep Bull. I uh, I know you guys cut him. All right, get get rid of him. Is that what you guys want? Yes. I want to. I want uh, Keon's going to get cut. Obviously, Bull Bull. To me, this is what how I see it. I think I think he's fun. I think he's going to be a guy at the end of the bench. Obviously, but I just don't think as a coach, as an organization, we get a guy like Bull Bull the experience trying to develop him. It seems like something that'd be fun for Vogel to try to do. Unless they just like there's no hope here, we have to get rid of him. Obviously, he's not going to get time. He's not going to play, but he's just bowl bowl. There's no fucking. I <laughs> think just you just ball. have him on your team. There's nothing there. Who cares? I say just keep him. Um, I don't know. If, is there any of the other free agents, John, that you know of that you would want the Suns to pick up? No. <laughs> See, I don't know any anybody else. So just keep. Bowl I just. Ball. I, I. No, no. You cut like. <laughs> You, they're going to keep Bull Bull. I don't want them to. Keon Johnson's the one they that are. makes sense. Uh, although I think Keon Johnson has a little bit of um, some upside to him that could be bit. that could be utilized in a, in a trade if need be. Whereas Bull Bull, I think everyone's kind of seen it. It's just it just it doesn't make sense to me. I, I if they cut Bull Bull, I would not be hurt at all. I was I wasn't excited about the signing. I haven't been excited about him all summer. I've yet to see anything consistently that has changed my mind. So if they could, I say you cut bowl. Uh, Keon, you know, is probably going to be the one who who goes. Uh, Sir Hamo asks, should we cut a couple guys and go after John Wall? What are your thoughts on that, Matthew? Yeah, the guard situation doesn't scare me anymore, man. So I think if you have John Wall, you have a guy that's going to come in and kind of slow down the offense more, I feel like. You know what I mean? I kind of like what we have going on with Grayson Allen. Um, you know, um, how do I forget? Okay, how do I forget all the all of our team players' names? Like all the time. Know. I don't know. All right. All right. I, I, I'm not inside your brain. I, I can't answer that question. Uh, no, 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 on John Wall for me. No, 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 no. Why? Why? Why would you need that? Go Last for upside. Minute. Go for It's like fantasy football, right? If you're drafting a fantasy football, you draft for upside. You don't draft like, I want to pick up Ezekiel Elliott. And he just he gets one touchdown a year, and you're like, you know, just don't do that. Uh, Nathaniel, we dropped Damian Lee. I highly, highly doubt that. Uh, he is no. who is a 44% three point shooter. He's injured right now. We have depth that can absorb his injury for a while. You drop him. He will be signed by the warriors in 10 seconds, and then he'll come back and he'll beat us in a game. So I say no to that. So Matthew, anything else you want to talk about before you get out of here today? Anything I missed? Let me see. We went over everything. We went over everything. There you go. Well, Jamsters, this is a reminder, <laughs> of course, as per usual, to subscribe, rate, and review. Head over to brightsideofthesun.com, the best fan site on all the internet relative to the Phoenix Suns, uh, where you can read my writing, Matthew's writing, a bunch of people's writing. It's a good time. Good topics. Uh, I will be on PHNX tomorrow, and then on Sunday, Saturday morning, 
I will be on with Suns Planet podcast. So make sure you tune nice. into both of those. Wait, uh, Sunday morning, you said? Saturday morning. Planet? Saturday morning, Saturday, okay. 8 a.m. Sun's Planet, and then tomorrow, 3 p.m. PHNX. Cold and then Sunday, Sunday, we will be back on live here on the Sun's Jam Session podcast, 4.30 p.m. AZ time. We will be doing one of our favorite shows to do. Uh, for those of you who've never watched us do it, it is the, the Jammy Awards. get better than the jammies man but the one thing i always think of is always when i would come home and i would watch the post game show and i was late watching the game like what's the score what's the score and it's like sun's lost 138 to 98 i'm like fuck damn it it's like some (laughs) highlight of tom gugliotta just shooting the fucking fadeaway that's (laughs) what i think of but i love it. it makes me feel young again so there you go well that's the whole reason we're doing it at 4 30 is so you can feel young uh but a reminder jamsters hang out with us we'll have a good time Great season ahead. So jammies on Sunday. Season starts on Tuesday. Live post game podcast right here. Suns Jam Session podcast. So everybody have a great night. And Matthew, tell them what to do. Go home. Love your family.